The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. The following is a GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street production. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's PowerCat Overtime podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. And it starts right now. Now, let's go to the WTC Gig Powered Studios. Here's your host, GoPowerCat.com publisher, Tim Fitzgerald. Welcome to the overtime. I know it feels like uh, we didn't podcast much this week, but we did, but we didn't. I gave Monkey One and Monkey Two the, the day off from the questions podcast, and we just had a little chat with Gene Taylor. I thought that was great. That was so much better than you guys. First of all, Tim Fitzgerald, Zach Carlson, Ryan Gilbert, your podcast trifecta for only one podcast this week, the Friday Overtime. Guys, welcome back. Did Gene Taylor big time us? What do you mean? Did he big time us? What, what do you mean? Like, like you two? He's big time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's what I meant. <laughs> not, not. You know, our friend Knet on the on the, uh, on the site thinks we should do an overtime with Gene, and he asked some overtime questions, and I threw one in about Mill Street versus Aggieville, and he sided with Aggieville pretty strongly. I thought he was pandering, but you know, he made some good points, valuable points, that Mill's more of a general shopping entertainment area for the masses, and Aggieville's for the students. So, But yeah, he thinks uh, we could get Gene going, and I'm like, I know we could, because Gene's actually not as reserved and conservative as he comes across on a lot of the official K-State stuff. He's actually a pretty fun guy. Yeah. So, but that was good. That was a, that was fun. We asked, I don't know how many questions I ended up asking. I think there was 13 or 14 from users. I throw in my own and went about 40 minutes and boom. D Scott got some content. Boom. Beautiful. Speaking of questions for the podcast, we now have a thread. It's currently pinned at the top of Wabash station. We might unpin it because I don't look at pen threads anymore. I don't know about you guys, but uh, it's for questions that can just be used anytime. They're not really time sensitive. The evergreen questions, if you want to put it that way, that we can add in when we kind of run low on quality questions in a week, which happens. I I don't mean to be critical, but sometimes you sometimes you guys are better than other times. I mean, sometimes. The VIP members at Wabash Station rise up and are Jordan-like. And other times you're more like, uh, I don't know, Bill Cartwright. You're essential, but, you know, you don't really do much with the ball. So 
Um, you're still championship worthy, but I went down this road too far. Hey, uh, Zach, how are our questions from Wabash Station for this edition of the Overtime? The questions were so good, I had to save some for later. So nice. King Jim 77, I'm very sorry. You will not be in this podcast, but thank you for your great questions. Do, do, do. A lot of them actually, a lot of, there were actually a lot of questions in the overtime thread that would actually be good on the, the normal podcast, you know, the, the A slot. So yeah. some of your questions were, were good enough for prime time. Sweet. We're sponsored by the fridge. Speaking of prime time, it is the prime time liquor store in Manhattan. Get into the fridge. You can now order online or via their really cool app. Order, pay, pick up. It's that slick with the fridge now, or you can stop in and actually talk to human beings about your alcohol needs. They're experts in wine and any other things that you might need to get your party started. And uh, they're great people. Stop in the fridge at the corner of this and that in the town in which we live. Sponsors of the PowerCat Podcast. Let's get going with your questions from Wabash Station. By the way, Gills, so far you've been knockout good on this podcast. Awesome. Better than the other RG? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He would talk over the top of me. You always defer. That's what I like in an employee. I'm a cricket. Just defer to the boss so he can blabber. Now, actually, I'm looking forward to us getting into a studio together where we can build better cohesion in when we talk. Because you kind of you kind of learn the the signals, you know, the sexy eye signals you get with someone when they're in the, the <laughs> studio. Like now it's your turn, stud. That kind of thing. Kind of got awkward. Zach, let's get rolling. Your questions from Wabash Station. It's the overtime for the middle of May. From Ema Wildcat eighty two on the latest episode of the Life of Fitz podcast. Oh wow! You mentioned Fitz several area establishments that will not open post-COVID-19. What closures can we expect to find when we return to Manhattan? I don't know that I'm at liberty to say. Um, I've learned them through connections. Well, one restaurant that will for sure not be coming back is Denny's. Denny's, the sign is gone, lights are off. They are no longer always open. They will always be closed in Manhattan. (sighs) So much for the Grand Slam. It was a long-standing tradition of Go Power Cat, Power Cat Illustrated road trips. Fritch and I would go right, and Becky and our friend Aaron Brown would go to Denny's and bring us back club sandwiches with chips. I love Denny's, actually. I, but I never once went to the one in my own town. They're kind that of a, Denny's is yeah. the worst Denny's I have ever been to. I actually, heard it's it the only Denny's I've ever been to, but it's the, the, I think I've been only <laughs> twice. I think I've been twice, and I actually went about a year ago. Are you optimistic uh, about practice. all other Denny's that they're they're actually good? I mean, they're they're Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I mean, I like going to IHOP, and IHOP you you have a respectable experience there, so I don't see why Denny's can't strive for greatness internationally, yeah. like the House of Pancakes can. But oh, uh, the wait times, the food—it just it takes forever. It takes forever to pay. The whole process, like it's, it's a two-hour process. I've had better two-hours-hour meals at Harry's, and I've only had one of those. Hmm. Okay. Well, that wasn't one I was talking about. These are both locally owned restaurants that will not be returning. I, I'm just not at liberty because they're they're not 100 percent certain. I'm I'm fairly certain it's going to happen. The owners have not made the announcement, so who am I to do it? 
So just be patient. You'll find out. Well, now I'm sad, Fitz. Hope that it's nothing that I, I want to go to, you know? Uh, I don't know that you've been to these. That doesn't mean you don't want to go to them, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Moving oh. on. From KNED, will one COVID change be the return of the mullet, and how many keep them once hair shops reopen? God, I hope not. Guys, I have more hair right now than I have in years. It is approaching three quarters of an inch long. And I'm like, I should cut it, but why? Why? I don't, I mean, it's, Becky wants me to cut it into a mohawk. It'd be, it'd be only in the back. Yeah, it'd be like a half hawk. <laughs> it'd be kind of weird. You know, maybe I could go full creepy guy that eventually lives in Florida and be bald on top but grow a ponytail out the back. That'd be a look. Yes. That'd be a look right there. Yeah. You could commit a crime and be known as Florida Man. Ooh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to have a ponytail and commit crime. That kind of gives you away. Mm, that's a kind of kink at the plans. I noticed that uh, this is share oversharing. I, I'm not going to overshare. Uh, I, my eyebrows need to trim, so I'm going to get on that. I've got a few hairs that are beginning to pick up radio signals, which is kind of odd. So, no. How, how's everyone else's hair doing, show-offs? I need a haircut. Uh, I just... I just buzz it. I started buzzing it myself, but I can't wait to see Dylan again at Campus Barbershop in Aggieville. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, but a good place to get your haircut. Gills, yep. what was your comment? I need a haircut, man. It's getting it's getting bushy. I uh, I finally made an appointment for the doggos to get haircuts. Um, we we've got trimmers and clippers, and you know we've been doing. Making sure that they can see, basically, because their eyes were getting covered up. Uh, and I called like 48 hours or I texted her about 48 hours after they were able to reopen. And her first opening was the end of May. So we still got a couple more weeks, maybe 12, 13 more days before they get in. It's gonna, They're going to be a mess. We could actually, um, I'm thinking about having her save all the clippings and we could have a pillow, a delightful throw pillow. Of their hair, It'd be wonderful. It'd be a gift. Maybe It'd be itchy. Maybe I'll get a like four of them and give them as uh, presents for Christmas for all of my staff. Wow, I don't think I could top that. Yeah, yeah. No, well, thank you. You're welcome. Politely decline. You're welcome. Uh, from Itain BB, what was your best K State class that is helping you today? And do you have a favorite professor if you can still remember? I don't really know of a class that's helping me today. I mean, my career's evolved so much. I'm doing online and, I mean, just general writing classes. Most, What helped me the most is just working at the Collegian and learning how to, to write, edit, be a editor of others, schedule, those kind of things. That really has helped me the most in my career. And I think, Gills, you probably agree. You're probably learning more from your own podcast than a lot of classes, just how to do things hands-on. Yeah, definitely. I couldn't agree more. But uh, Mr. Typer over, over yeah. there, Zach. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought I muted myself. <laughs> um, Dr. Keister's Sports Econ class, I know we've talked about this on yeah. here before, but that is seriously, it's the only class that I've actually retained information and I use it, you know, going forward in my career. I don't think I've, I don't think there's any other class that I've actually, you know, remembered anything from. So 
but yeah, the podcast has really helped me a lot, you know, hands-on experience. Um, you know, I had like a weekly, you know, talk show on Wildcat 91.9, the campus station that's helped me a little bit. So I think it's, it's more of what activities and clubs and whatever organizations did you join in college that you're really going to, you know, remember and grow from because the classes, you know, you go, you study, you do your homework, you take a test, you do that five times, you get your grade, you know, there's really no, you know, you don't retain much from that. So I think it's the activities, like you said, with collegiate and stuff like that. My favorite professor in college Really, it was an elective, and why I took econ. Maybe I needed something in that sequence, but I took econ from Roger Tenary, and um, he was awesome. He was an incredible teacher, an amazing teacher. I I didn't really do well in the class. I think I got a C, which was out of the norm for me. But yeah, it uh, it was it was a challenging class, and I enjoyed the challenge. So, but again, I didn't retain much. I don't know. Yeah, Dr. Keister's up there for me, too. I took the same class. Um, but for me, my fa- probably my favorite professor and the class that actually helps me the most come from the same person, Dr. Doug Walker. Uh, it was a marketing class I took my last semester in in school, and it was, it was basically kind of, a lot of, like, the digital analytics stuff that I look at now and just kind of web traffic and... I don't really know how to put it, but there were a lot of marketing concepts in there that weren't necessarily marketing, and you could apply them to a lot of places, especially if you're online. Um, you know, just e-commerce. It was it was a lot of good stuff, and that's probably the class that I absolutely use the most stuff in. You know, it's funny because this- you're you're a business guy. You, your background's analytics. You were hired with us to do video. Uh, and you're really good at that. It's got, kind of something you did on the side for us, and it grew into this. But it's it's amazing now that we're with 24-7, and we have so much access to analytics and understanding when and what to use as content. And everything we do now has a – most of the stuff we, ha- we do now has a purpose. It When it goes, what it is – it serves a purpose and it's analytically based. And before, honestly, we were just flying blind. We were, this is what we do. We've done it this way. We're going to continue to do it this way. And this is how much content we do and how much is VIP. And now everything is kind of measured. It's almost like ingredients into, into the cake. And um, what comes out is, is a really cool product. So it's been really helpful to have you on board being able to decipher all those analytics so well. Next question is from Chris66204. It's your birthday. It's not, but pretend it is. Okay. What do you request as a cake or other treat? Skills, you go. Fits uh, you way more than me. You'd be better answering this question. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Someone feels comfortable with the crew. Uh, let's see. Well, mine is... Uh, a carrot cake. Uh, if you're ever at Jack Stack, go get their carrot cake. Um, it actually comes out as a little tiny, almost like a cupcake, big cupcake, but it's really good. But yeah, at some point in my life, I fell in love with carrot cake, which I don't know how or when it happened, but yeah, that's my choice. Mine is every birthday since <laughs> since I had a high <laughs> since I had a high V birthday cake. It was like a, it wasn't even a birthday cake. It was like for a graduation or something. I had it. I'm like, where is this cake from? They're like, it's from Hy-Vee. And I'm like, 
I never wanted Dylan's cake ever again. Really? Hyvee, Hyvee white cake. It's the best. Dylan's cake, the worst. Oh wow, man! That's what I. That's, that's a hot what take. I have for my birthday. It, I, it's not a hot take. It's the right take. <laughs> but also, if, if we had a like a Great American Cookie in town, like at some of like the bigger malls, you know, a, a big giant cookie cake. I love those. Those are those are solid. Only vanilla icing, not chocolate icing. You guys ever go to Costco? You know, from Manhattan? No, I, we don't because we don't have. They got a nice cake there. So what kind is that'd it? That'd be my answer. It's like chocolatey, to, and caramely, and all this. Oh yeah, dark stuff. Oh yeah. Been to Sam's Club because that's closer in Topeka, and it's the same thing. Yeah, the exact same but I, thing. I, I, I do want to go to Costco because it just—it's kind of like one of those cold experiences. Like you got to go do it. Kind of like right. eating Whataburger in Texas. Like right. it's just—you got to go see Costco. So I need to do that at some point. The irony is, uh, getting back to Gills's awesome comment, is I'm not a big dessert person. You know, we go to a restaurant, and my little tiny wife gets the dessert, and I I have to eat a couple bites to make her feel like she's not eating it all herself. But, yeah, I'm not a big dessert person. I like to put my calories into smoked meats, wings, and other things like burgers. And Whataburger. Whataburger is the meal and dessert all in one for me. So if you had the choice between an extra side or a dessert, you're taking the side? Yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I might take a shake. Jack Stack carrot cake? Yeah, Jack Stack carrot cake. Any carrot cake. Um, I might take uh, a shake. I'm kind of a shake guy. I've kind of turned into that, which I never really was, but now I am. So that's that's a good way. You know, when I feel like I've lost a few pounds and I need to put some weight back on, I can go get some shakes. From Chris66204, does Fitz pay overtime wages to, to the guys to do the overtime questions? No. No, that's an irony, isn't it? It's just part of the job. A, it is. It is ironic. You mean monkey one and monkey two? <laughs> yes. Yes. No, which one is monkey one? Well, he was here before you. you okay. You, you took the monkey two title from uh, the former monkey two. It's kind of like being... Uh, you know, the, the one of those English titles, the Lord of Fartingham. When the Lord of Fartingham dies, someone else becomes the Lord of Fartingham. Monkey, too. Okay. Yep. I accept it. It's science. From Wagcat, what is your favorite or funniest commercial you've ever seen? Oh, man. I have mine. You guys ever seen the Addiction Network late huh? at night on ESPN? Yes. Yes, that one always is just that fake doctor-looking dude. What? It's oh, terrible. It's hilarious. Like, yeah, the first time I saw that, I was like, that guy is supposed to be a doctor. And then I love how how uh, there's a parody account. He goes, first name, Barry. I'm not going to say his last name. It's My not really appropriate for this podcast. My Cockner. Okay, fair enough. Okay. My I'm not going to say his first and last name together, but okay. Mr. McCockner. Uh, <laughs> doctor. <laughs> Dr. McCockner. <laughs> and his uh, grand his grandpa's name is Ulysses B. McCocken in the third. Didn't know that. Had no idea. <laughs> uh-huh. If I you've love, been following him on Twitter the, for years, you know that. I love <laughs> I love the cult following he has on Twitter. And then once he gets shut down, he he spoofed uh, Adam Shifter the other week. I think it was last week, and I was like, Well, well you better get the backup account, <laughs> account oh, yeah. going. He's, he's done that to, to everyone. Yeah. 
I'm glad you guys are aware of him because I was going to bring that up, but I didn't know if yeah. that was appropriate for the older crowd. But no, we're good. It's, it's funny. funny. It's funny about that though. Is the commercial itself isn't funny. It's the resulting meme and meme accounts that came after it. Yeah. But, but my favorite commercial, it never aired on TV. And this was back in the days of like early YouTube, like think 2006, 2007, like I'm in middle school. And like when Google videos was still a thing and like Google had just bought YouTube. So Google video was still its own separate thing. But there was this Dodge commercial it was a Dodge Durango. And these two guys, they go into the bathroom and there's, you know, you know how you go into a bathroom and you at the urinals and they've got ads up there, a newspaper or something, but it's this ad for Dodge Durango. And the guy goes up to it and there's two guys that are taking a leak next to each other. And he's like, whoa, check this out. It's like, whoa, that's big. Is it new? Just got it seven inches longer. And like they were advertising that the, the, <laughs> Durango was seven inches longer. And then there's a guy sitting in the stall and he's just overhearing this conversation with, with no context and just, it's completely dirty. But at the same time, you see a lot of commercials on TV now and the way that times have changed, you think that that might be able to make it on TV because it's kind of a good joke. I, I'm a sucker for Geico commercials, the original ones like the hump day one and the camel in the office. Uh, oh. I love that one. Um, but I think the funniest one, I can't even think of the product right now. It's I think it's a, a laundry detergent where the the kid lives with his grandparents and they're in the closet and they're talking about their laundry detergent or something. And they come out and their clothes are all disheveled and you thought they were getting it on. Um, that, that one's pretty funny because then later in the uh, the commercial – they come out of the closet, and he thinks they've been talking about laundry detergent, and they were getting it on. So, speaking of laundry detergent, I loved the Super Bowl Tide ads where they t- everything is a Tide ad. That was some of the best marketing. Yeah, I think anybody's ever done. That was some good stuff. Addiction is a disease. <laughs> <laughs> How did they cast that guy? Why did they think that guy was going to be convincing as a doctor? <laughs> He looks like he's 25 and lives in his basement. I know. <laughs> his mom's basement and drinks Kool-Aid. But, guys, based on the number of times that ad ran, it had to have been effective. They had to be getting business off of it. It's crazy. I guess. But then again, they run them late at night. The ad prices aren't necessarily going to be. I know. But yeah, they so kept you doing still it. see them on like I know. ESPN and real channels. So. Something weird going on. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. 
What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. From Wackat, what game do you dominate when you play it? It could be sports or a board game, really anything goes. Wow. Uh, back in the day, I dominated, um, back in the day being when I was a kid and I, and they had those, it's now like bubble hockey, but there was no bubble over it. It was like you just threw the puck in the middle and they get little guys on sticks. It was almost like foosball, but for hockey. Um I was really good at that. I, in fact, I, I never lost. I, a friend never beat me at that hockey game. Um, and then times moved on, and we don't play that hockey game anymore. So I retired as an undefeated champion and walked away from the sport. Take that, Muhammad Ali. For me, uh, whenever I play golf with people, usually I'm the best golfer in the group. But that doesn't necessarily mean I'm <laughs> dominant. Because we're not really suck. playing a against each other um but for me if you're playing monopoly with me i am pretty good at monopoly i know a lot of it's based on luck and not as much skill i mean there's no, it's skill, really not. a strategy it's a lot of strategy i mean yes there's a lot of strategy but it is at the end of the day the roll of the dice but i will be ruthless i will let the game come to me um if you're not willing to sell me properties, so what? I'll go around you or I'll block all the other properties from being bought. So if I have my finger in every pot, I can make the game last as long as I want because nobody's going bankrupt. Mm. All right. Get people, make people want to get it over. Just run out the clock essentially, but <laughs> I will make sure that I win Monopoly. I'm kind of the same way as Settler, at Settlers of Catan, but that one's a lot harder to actually win because that one's a lot more luck-based than the Monopoly with the roll of the dice there. But I love playing Settlers of Catan, but at times I can get too cocky and tell people that they're going to lose and the game's almost over and I just need one more turn, but somebody else has something up their sleeve and screws me out of winning. So it's for a great moment. How selfish of them. I know. We need to play Monopoly sometime, man. You're cocky. I'll play you. Because that was going to be my answer. So, All right. We've got some settling to do. Or you could go play uh, play golf with Michael Jordan. Man. I don't make enough money. Fitz doesn't pay me enough to, to play golf with Michael Jordan. I don't pay you enough in a year to play one round with Michael Jordan. Maybe one hole? Man. <laughs> I, as, the more I've watched this... Uh, I, the more I'm buying into your your theory about it being gambling related, but I don't think he was suspended. I think he just said, look, I'm going to step away. Just stop looking. Just don't ruin my reputation. I'm just going to retire. 
But yeah, I don't know. I like how they I like how they did address it. They yeah, did address They did. I was surprised, on, yeah. On the the thing. And even <laughs> David Stern saying no, I did not suspend him. And I feel like even if they did suspend him secretly, they're not going to come out later. Right. Like, that's Defeats yes. purpose. It's one of those things you go to the grave with, you know? Right, right, right. That's, Maybe, so I, I don't know. And he did. Is there anything on there you guys think they didn't include they should have? Or so far, I guess? Guys, I've just been so confused. That was just, they just, the number eight, they were just hopping around from the first three titles to baseball to the next three titles. And I've just, I, you got to just study it. You got to know what the timeline is in memory while they're hopping around or you get lost. And I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, if I'm naming a board game, it'd be Risk. I'm a big Risk fan, always was. Um, I Because I when I you think of me, you probably think, that dude's going to dominate the world. And I, do. I don't think I've ever actually played Risk. It's fun. It's about dominating the world. Your armies conquer other armies and continents and yeah. Seems fun. Well, basically yeah. when you play risk, you understand why certain areas of the globe are, are hot spots for conflict because of where they sit and why other areas aren't because they're protected by geography. It's pretty yeah. interesting. From I Like Pickles Cat. This is two questions that he asked, but I merged them into one because my answer is this, like the same here. Okay. And we'll separate them after we, we take care of me because <laughs> me first. Um, top. What are your top five breast, breakfast cereals is his first question. His second question is, what products or brands do you refuse to use? Mine is cereal. I do not eat oh. cereal, so I don't have top five cereals. That's interesting. Sorry. And I'm glad you... you- Went back and pronounced breakfast cereal more accurately because it sounded like you, you top five breasts. And I'm like, what? Where are we going with this? Did I cut out? <laughs> no, you like you hesitated oh. and went back and corrected yourself. Like you started to say breakfast wrong. You, you know, it sounded like breast. Like, well, that's going to be an interesting question. Uh, I'm not a big cereal eater either because I'm not a morning person. But I do like back from the day when I was a kid. Raisin Bran, Frosted Flakes, and um, Fruit Loops. Those were my three main go-tos. I kind of like Rice Krispies on occasion, but with too much sugar. And what else? Let's pick out um, Apple Jacks, those candy ones. But, I, I, again, I haven't bought cereal in, uh, I don't think, since I've been married. So I, I just don't eat cereal anymore. Well, I don't, I've got, I mean, I'm not a, a cereal connoisseur so i don't uh, cookie crisp that'd be my my favorite Hmm. i don't know if i can name five that i love but that's my answer sorry i'm boring that's all right yeah cereal very boring i think the cereal industry is boring kind of seen their day i think we've all moved on from cereal but it's just so easy to put in a bowl for kids so i think you pretty much have to have kids to appreciate cereals as far as brands that i won't use if i if you pull out Hunt's ketchup, I will knife you. Um, wow! Yeah, I mean, not a not a Patrick Mahomes fan there. No, I'm a little I'm a little ashamed that he settled on his ketchup endorsement. It's kind of like uh, a shoe endorsement, but he picked Converse. You know, it's like no, Pat, no. Um, let's see what else. I'm pretty picky about my toilet paper. There's only a couple brands I'll go with. 
these are essentials, by the way. Uh, and uh, barbecue sauce. I'm really a big fan. You ready for this? Of my barbecue sauce? Of Gates. Their barbecue sauce. I love it. It's got the right amount of spice. Might be a little bit too thin, but it, yeah, it's, I like the flavor a lot. So you, you're not refusing to use those brands. You do use those brands. I you do refuse use those. everything else. Is what right, you're right. That's exactly okay. it. I refuse to use so, Hunts. I refuse to use, uh, what is the one I refuse to use? Uh, Northern Tissue. Ooh. And uh, the Northern. Uh, yeah. if you give me a Kansas City Masterpiece barbecue sauce, I will hit you with the bottle. Yeah, that's a that's a bad one. Yep. What about Arthur Bryant's? You don't like Arthur Bryant's sauce. I don't. I don't like Arthur Bryant's at all. Yeah. But I never ate at the original one, and I've heard the original one is totally different than the ones that they tried to spin off. So. Well, the one at the Legends closed. They yeah, shut that one down. It was horse crap. That's why. It was horrible. <laughs> but I don't like their sauce. Their sauce is, wanders into the Carolina vinegar a little bit for me. I think it's because don't they put molasses in it? They yeah. put something in it I don't know. that's special. Yeah, that's it's not special to me. But yeah. I appreciate their uh history and uh diligence in being part of the Kansas City barbecue history. Other people can enjoy it. I'm not. I'm not really into seafood. And that's just from growing up from never my mom doesn't like seafood, so I never ate it growing up. It just it never became a part of my diet. And I've never really liked the smell. So that's I would say I refuse, but I'm very Picky, mm. I guess. I'm not really. It's not something that I'm like. Yeah, I want to eat seafood. I'm just like. Uh, it's never been in. I've never been into it. I tried to either. For dinner the other night, uh, it was Sunday. We got taco lucha, and there it was a shrimp burrito, and I ordered too late and didn't get it. I was heartbroken. Uh, other than that, I don't know. I don't know. I'm never owning a GMC again. I know that. My car. My wife still has a GMC. I'm trying to get her out of it. From Fullest Nelson, mm -hmm. which is correct, two spaces after a period or one? One, period. <laughs> uh, one. One. Two spaces after. Typewriter. Is a typewriter thing. So this is truly generational when you learn to, to type on a typewriter because you did it there. But on. You had you immediately learned it for newspaper when you went, you know, for typesetting and it went through the computer because two spaces will split in between the spaces at a line. So for justifying sentences, you would you'd, you'd go down to the next line and there'd be a space at the start of the next line, you know, in the middle of a paragraph. So you learned immediately it's one space or screws it up. And now AP style has just officially said one space is right. Two spaces is wrong. End of story. Yeah, as a kid, you know, type to learn, that's how we learned to type was two spaces. So for a while, you do the two spaces because that's what you learn. But then as you get into middle school and then high school, you're kind of like, um, one space is clearly suffice here. We don't need to be doing two spaces. But then once you get back into college and you need to write a five-page paper, you better be sure that you're putting two spaces because yeah. you need that length even if the professor doesn't care, but it's just, there's, there's ways to get, get that paper longer and an extra space after each sentence is maybe two or three lines at the end of your paper. It saves you a bunch. Taking the easy way out in life, are you Zach? Yep. 
Of course. Yep. I, this isn't even an answer for Ryan Gilbert, is it? It's one space. It's always no, been yeah. one space. I never like. knew there was such thing as two spaces, to be honest with you. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel so young. So that must have. It must have changed then, at least teaching it as, as kids at some point, because I def- we definitely learned two spaces after a sentence learning but on computers. How old was your teacher? Uh, well, I mean, that would have been like the computer teacher, and I, couldn't, I honestly couldn't tell you who the computer teacher was then. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably. I mean, they were probably older. They probably were type. They learned to type on a typewriter, and that's how they taught it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that. Most of my teachers in elementary school first learned how to type on a typewriter. I would bet that most of them, maybe one or two teachers were young enough to where they would have learned how to type on a, a computer first. But but I guess, Ryan, you're like seven years younger than me. So there's probably a, enough of a generational shift between the us teachers. two that yeah. we had more teachers that were doing computers. So uh, yeah. kind of interesting. I'm so old. But you never sell that or I, never, never learn that. I could do a podcast in Morse code and smoke signals. That's how old I am. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Skills. It's really old. Skills with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> Last question of the podcast from Chris66204. What unpopular hill will you die on? And his example for him is that. Uh, the word forte, meaning your strong suit, is pronounced fort and not forte. And he can die on that hill because he's wrong. It is forte. Forte means strong <laughs> in music. That's what forte is. So come at me, Chris. Chris, I'm, uh, my hill I'll die on is you don't eat the apple core. I will <laughs> die on that. <laughs> Buddy, you don't eat the apple core. I told the wife about that, and I said the dog's – Get this. Our dogs enjoy apple slices. They love apple slices. Um, so I said, why don't we just pull off the stem and pull out the seeds and see if they'll eat the core? If the dogs won't eat it, then it's probably not supposed to be eaten. We'll see what happens next time. Um, the hill I would die on. Hmm, I'm a man of many opinions, but I don't know of many hills I would. Die. I'm sure that my friends could tell me I have hills I would die on. Um, hmm. But I can't think of what that would be. Fits. What's that? Not for you, but for me. I will die on the hill that bacon is overrated. Yeah. And you only like it because the pork mark the, the pork producers marketed it really well in the eighties. Bacon was not a piece of meat that you ate back in the day. It's a newish thing. It's a recent invention that put bacon on everything. You know, it's it it wasn't it didn't used to be like that. I read a scientific study that said it satisfies certain smell and taste cravings that most human beings have. It, there's actually science behind why bacon became so popular. I don't know. Interesting. That must not be most humans. Yeah. Uh hey, I know one. What a burger's better than in and out. Although if I'm on the hill and you bring me in and out, I'll eat it. So I guess I'd die on that hill, but enjoy in and out while dying on the hill. It's such a weird argument to have. I know. And, like it wasn't an argument until in and out went into markets where Whataburger was like they're Arizona both, and Texas. They're both like, very good. I don't know how to put it, but it's like, 
In-N-Out is a California thing. Whataburger is a Texas thing. You're allowed to like both. Sure, you can like one better than the other, but I never saw it as this outright war that it kind of became on social media. It's like, yeah. just calm down. It's it's a burger from two different parts of the country. Like, you shouldn't have ever been able to eat them together until recently, you know? And another, another hill I've always stood tall on, I guess, and now others can join me because they're educated, is Jordan is the greatest player of all time. So... I'm up on that hill. I've always been on that hill. Um, another one for me, it's also food-related. Spangles is better than Freddy's. I will die on that hill. I agree. I agree with that one. 100%. I don't think Freddy's is as good as people give it credit for. I and I know that a Freddy's, lot of people disagree. That one in Manhattan is pretty garbage. But here where I live, it's it's a lot better. Huh, that's interesting because I don't enjoy the one. I feel like they're too flat, too dried out. Yeah. What's the, there's one in Iowa that is absolute trash. It's like loose burger beef. I mean, it's like oh, uh, New Way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're I, they're out of Iowa. Oh, it's awful. I didn't know that New Way was a thing until like I switched my cable to Cox a while ago, like a couple years ago. But it switched to for whatever reason, it's like Wichita based instead of having like Topeka based commercials. So everything is Wichita commercials, and there's New Way commercials that are run that'll run on there. And I didn't know what it was, and I'm like, it was basically it's basically a Spangles, but like it's Kansas based, but it's loose beef on a bun. It's like a Sloppy Joe without Sloppy Joe, and I'm just I was confused, and I had never heard of it before. Gills, you got anything? Got got anything you live and die for? I will say that the office is overrated. Wow, boy, is this a change in the RG opinions right there? Wow. I think I I can respect that. Yeah. I've never actually watched The Full Office, but... I never got into it. I think The Office being popular, or as popular as people make it out to be, I think that's kind of a a bacon thing for me. It kind of comes from the same... Like, it's so popular, but, like, why do you like it? Do you like it because it's popular? It's kind of like hating Nickelback. You only hate Nickelback because it's cool to hate Nickelback. Nickelback is fine. They were unnecessarily drugged through the mud because you didn't like one of their songs, and then it became a meme. Nickelback is fine. And that's not a hill. That's my rant. You, you don't want to die That's on not that. a hill I want to die on, but... Oh, because they could be right. Nickelback could suck. Is that it? That's everything? Gills, you got anything else? Surely in your short but beautiful life, you have more hills you would die on. Man, I don't know. I get along with a lot of people. I just want to keep my mouth shut so I don't get fired here. Yeah, well. Saying something else about you. Yeah. Yeah, we we need to talk after the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for the overtime. We had a lot of fun. Uh, it was good. Great questions. And as Zach said at the top of the show, we had so many good questions. We saved some. He's got like a list he carries around in his shirt pocket along with his uh, protractor and pencils and pens. And I check it twice. Check it twice. It's uh, it's right there. It's close to his heart, uh, but protected by the pocket protector. It's very safe. It's like his information condom in his pocket. I've gone too far again. We appreciate the fridge for putting up with this and continue to sponsor this. And I went into the fridge the other day. Well, I didn't. My wife did to get us some delicious 
beverages, and they were delicious, and I've consumed many of them. We will talk to you next week. We'll be back with a regular podcast next week. We have no celebrities lined up for another Questions podcast, unless we do figure out a celebrity to line up for the Questions podcast. Huh, that's not a bad idea. We might look at that. We'll see. We'll talk to you. You've been listening to the PowerCat Overtime Podcast, presented by Fridge Wholesale Liquor. PowerCat Podcast, all rights reserved, gopowercat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. Citizen sleuths are focusing on the brutal slayings of four college kids. A new Paramount Plus original docuseries. This is the start of something major. Follows online detectives as they unravel the mystery of the infamous Idaho college murders. There's plenty of places to hide a weapon. And turned it into a social media phenomenon. Where is a roommate? This is a huge night. What's the truth from you? Hashtag cyber sleuths. The Idaho murders now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus.